Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the only podcast produced by three winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. You're listening to the Check Engine Podcast. My name is Nick. With me, as always, Tristan is behind the controls, and Andrew is seated on the other end of the table here. What's going on, guys? What's happening? We never, <laughs> we never know what to do when you introduce us both. I get yeah. scared. Yeah, and then I, I, my brain just got stuck on the fact you said the other end of a round table. And I, just, <laughs> I blanked. I blanked, <laughs> I blanked out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yikes. And this was take three getting this episode going, too, we're in by episode the way. two of season two, we are now professional. That's nope, right. We're, wait, we're, we're, still no. No, we're not even close. You guys are both uh, very orange today, and you're matching. Yeah. Always very orange. Yeah, yeah you don't you even are. need you don't need the shirt, so why'd you wear one? I figured I'd get all matchy. Everyone attack the ginch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not again. So yeah, guys, as uh, you can tell, um, we're not pros, but uh, you're listening anyway, so we appreciate it. And hey, thanks for hanging through hanging with us through that marathon that was episode one. That was a 90-minute episode that you guys just stuck it out for so too much happened if if the car industry would do less we wouldn't have to talk about all less wild just wild bizarre wild shit yeah i was thinking it's actually almost all of it is some kind of corporate espionage (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much crazy out there it's it's it was crazy stop being so crazy and we'll stop having to put together 90 minute episodes (laughs) but but you guys hung in there we appreciate it and um you probably listened on our home base which was anchor.fm which is a smart move because uh Anchor does pretty much everything for us. Um, you can start there, and it'll take you to pretty much anywhere that podcasts are streamed. Um, if you uh, disagree with us in any way, which is believable, <laughs> entirely plausible, entirely plausible, Where and you want to let going it, with this? and you want to you want to let us know that you don't like something that we said, or you just want to reach out and be nice, um, you start at checkenginepodcast.com. That's right. Even though we're not pros, we have our own website. And um, that can link you up and send you basically anywhere you want to go. Um, Don't make promises our website can't keep. <laughs> send us anywhere. You can, get, you can get in contact with us anywhere you want to get in contact with us. And you can read it's, our blogs. It's not like can, Expedia or Orbitz or anything. I can't, can't think of a third thing you'd want to do. can't take you anywhere you want to go. <laughs> you can listen through that's there. That's right. You can listen on our website. You can listen on the website. That's so, everything. That's all the things. That's all the things that anybody could ever want to do. So... Calm yourself. So do it. <laughs> so calm yourself. Man. I am calm. We got off to a, to a strong start on this one. As you mentioned, I haven't had any Diet Coke in a while. Getting a little irritable. <laughs> twish. The guy behind the controls is irritable. That's not good for anybody else. Um, it's a cool episode tonight, though. Um, Andrew, what's the, what's the premise of tonight's episode? What are we going to be talking about? Well, late last year, Aston Martin announced that they were discontinuing the Vantage, the Vantage, and would replace it with something else. So in an unusual twist on what normally happens when a car manufacturer just discontinues a model, a mystery buyer came in out of nowhere and bought all the tooling for the Vantage for $26 million. They just bought all the all the machines and I assume, you know, all the frames the and the and everything. And the molds and the whatever just, else. Yeah, all the tooling. Yeah, they just bought everything and they haven't announced who it is. <clears throat> but this is a this is a concept stolen directly off Jalopnik. 
because their question was, what car would you bring back? And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I will take that and pass it off as my own. So Because we're not pros. That's right. So we're going to talk about the cars from the past, at any point in the past, that we would bring back and update with modern technology, but use all the same, you know, same chassis, same appearance and all that stuff. Cars we'd bring back. Yeah, so for example, what we wouldn't do is do a Mitsubishi and bring back something called the Eclipse, and it's not a front-front or front-all-wheel-drive sports coupe. Right. Right. It's, you know, it has to be same. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Just modern tweaks, modern amenities. Yes. But, yeah, like, you're not changing the drivetrain or anything like that. Um, interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Interesting topic. Look forward to getting into it in here. And, by the way, folks, no one here knows what anybody else picked. So it's yes. going to be natural. I think you guys are going to be very surprised. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that a... Uh... Old. Normally we give each other previews so we don't like repeat. So this is a risk that we're taking here. No, no, bringing it's back not. the Quattro is that exciting? Like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. Who am I kidding? Um, <laughs> All right, we we sell. When you we fall shall. over dead, I'm going to be really sad because this podcast is going to be over. But I'll also be vindicated. <laughs> this kills me. You will hear two. You will hear two dull thuds. <laughs> and I'll be like, Trist- "Well, have a nice night, everybody." <laughs> Trist will say, "Yes, victory, <laughs> goodbye." <laughs> yeah, cue the cue the outro. Cue the outro music. So, but before we get into that, um, as always, we kick off our shows with some pace laps. Um, Andrew was very ex- <laughs> what? I, just, I know where he's going with this. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm laughing ahead of time. I'm He's sorry. Like, I pre- a pre-laugh? It. Yeah. It's a little pre-laugh. This, um, is, this is a serious issue. So Andrew was very excited. He needed to talk about this with us. So I don't, I don't think excited is the right word. <laughs> we, all, we all need to talk about this. Right. So over the over the Christmas break, uh, my, my dad was coming to pick me up. I forget what we were doing. Probably going to Home Depot or something. And uh, so he comes and pulls in the driveway and I walk out to his car. And in the passenger seat is a uh, like a plastic grocery store container full of chicken bones. And I was like, well, what's <laughs> that doing here? He's like, oh, uh, I hadn't eaten. So on the way over, I picked up what I usually get when I'm on the road. And I was like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, it's just the uh, the bone in barbecue chicken from the grocery store. And I was like, bone. <laughs> Excuse in? me, what? <laughs> so. My dad, somewhat regularly, eats bone-in barbecue chicken while driving. Like like rotisserie chicken? Like the, you know, like the wings and the flats. Okay, yeah, yeah. Also like okay. chicken wings. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. bone-in wings. wings while driving. Jesus. Okay, That's so, a, I, so I thought it was like a rotisserie chicken. That would be And worse. I was even more appalled. <laughs> Still, though, bone-in. My question is I could I could see people getting away with like, you know, like buffalo wild wings, you know, you know, I on the regular ra- ra- tenders in the car. Well, yeah, yes, like, boneless stuff. Boneless, yeah. the boneless stuff. I was you almost going to say bone out there. Which <laughs> is also a thing. I've seen that on menus. Bone but you in, definitely bone need in, two out. hands to eat a wing, like a, a chicken wing. Not the way I've seen some people eat it. Put the whole thing in your mouth, make beaver noises, and then the bone comes out? Yep. <laughs> just grab it on one end, just stuff the whole thing in there, and just... Or possibly buzzsaw noises. Could you please <laughs> lean into the mic and make a beaver noise? I couldn't, because I don't eat bone-in chicken wings. <laughs> I just think, is this a thing? Have you seen your dad eat wings before? Do you know how he eats wings? Does he eat them with With one hand? He's a a two-handed guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's why this is so concerning for me. Is his car a manual? Because then that would really be a feat. It's a four, or a RAV4. Oh. So it's at least automatic. 
but he also needs glasses and doesn't wear them. So that makes two, <laughs> two super major distractions. <laughs> Why are you driving with him? He's going to have a terrible accident while eating wings. And that's going to be hard to explain. And not wearing glasses. <laughs> so does like, without wearing, does he miss his face? Like, does he miss his mouth without the glasses? See, that's the thing. There was no sauce anywhere in the car. Not in the steering wheel. And there were also no wet naps. That might be the the only reason I don't do it is the sauce factor. Like That's boneless, definitely a risk. Like boneless or otherwise. Like I had an invention in my mind. Like I don't even a, get ketchup when I get like fries through a drive through. Not the goddamn gimbal. The gimbal, the sauce gimbal. You know this one. <laughs> I know it. It mounts on your steering wheel, and as you turn the wheel, it orients your sauce cup so it never flips upside down. So it's, it's like, like a, a genius. genius. So what happens when something quick happens and you move your hand and you knock your you hit your sauce gimbal and the thing flips? No, it's a gimbal, Nick. It's a gimbal. <laughs> Listen to me. I don't think you understand. <laughs> Why would you run into it? Don't be bad at driving. <laughs> I guess. Hey, if you're it could also be vent mounted. That, that is a thing. I, I that see that's a thing. Yeah. that that I would. Yeah, that yeah, I would consider. Work. Not the steering wheel thing. It's a gimbal. <laughs> Uh, I mean, don't I, you drive with one hand anyway? <laughs> I normally do. I yes, do, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm eating chicken tenders with my right hand. My left hand is driving the car, and I'm dipping where my right hand would go on the wheel. But that's not where you want it, though. Because in an emergency situation, that's you, where you're going to grab. You're going to grab right where the gimbal is. Yeah, you're going to have sauce everywhere. It's already an emergency. Who cares? What? <laughs> If it's that much of an emergency that you can just snap both hands onto the wheel, where the barbecue sauce goes, no one cares. It could just stay in the bottle, though. Bottle? Or it could just stay on the vent. You are giving me the question bottle when I know <laughs> for a fact you have no less than two in your car at this exact moment. <laughs> Wrong. Although I do have two cups from Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, like I said, I don't, I don't even get... Like ketchup with my French fries when I go through a drive-thru. Like I have no. zero sauces with anything when yeah, I eat. Yeah, sauces are tough. Yeah. Do you eat dry burgers when you're in the drive-thru too? Jesus. That's contained in a it's little... It's contained in uh -huh, the, in the sure. wrapper. What? What is that? No one's ever... No. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing the gimbal compared to a burger with ketchup on it. All right. This is your, <laughs> this is your afraid to, but whatever. You're afraid to. I am genuinely terrified by the concept of eating bone-in wings while driving down the road. That is true. That's something we can all agree on. That deeply frightens me. So I wonder, like, how Gimble that would look no. if you pull up next to someone who's trying to do that, and they're struggling. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, trying to get in there. Like, get, get in there. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, and somehow in the distance from, you know... They his, can't be paying full attention to the road at that point. Oh, like, never. Absolutely but not. in the distance, basically going down Sunset from 18 to my home... He finished whatever it is, like six of them. So clearly he wasn't struggling that much. He no. might be the guy who just throw, like grabs one end and just throws it in there and gets everything off I've in one bite. It. You're going to need to ask for a demonstration. I think I may have. Here's the thing. Can you I film it for, and, and we can put it up on social? I don't want to upset the apple cart here because it might be one of those things that maybe he doesn't realize. It's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then once, maybe he'll get like chicken wing yips. <laughs> and like choke on a bone and die or something. I don't the know. Chicken yips. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I'm, I'm, I don't know what could happen. That's all I'm saying. This might be the best discussion we've had so far in the show. Pretty good. 
that, so that was my that's part two of what I did in my Christmas vacation. That's tried, nice. Tried to puzzle that one out. Yes. <laughs> that's and awesome. Here's, and here's me still trying to figure out how people drive with their knees. I can't. I used to be able to do that in my first car because of where because it was so short. But now because of the higher waist on the cars, I like to have my elbow on that and then be able to drive with my hand resting on the window. So now I can't drive with my knees. Here, here's. Here we go. Listeners, comment. Get back to us on this. Is there any weird things you've either seen other people doing in a car or that you will be brave enough to admit to? And like, none, of, none of the answers can be porn. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, just it's leave, just all going to be porn. <laughs> just, just leave porn out of this. And But have you eaten bone-in chicken wings in the car? Have you like tried to eat a bowl of soup or something? Oh, soup. Like, like just what weird stuff have you done outside of porn in a car while you're driving? Good pull. Because I have definitely seen that driving down the road. And you look over and you're like, huh. All right. I saw somebody Next. reading once. Oh, reading? no. That's bizarre. Like were they, they a, driving a Tesla? <laughs> they were not. Well, that makes it even worse. But they had the book open on the steering wheel. Like a novel, like a paperback. Not like a magazine, like, like a thick novel. And they were just... I, I sped up, like, get out of the way of this. Like, There's going to be trouble. I mean, we've all seen the basic cosmetics, right? Uh, makeup, shaving, yeah. yep. um, brushing teeth. The most terrifying thing I've ever seen was eyeliner. Oh, God. <laughs> eyeliner in the car at all, much less while driving. Yeah. Oh. My girlfriend does it all the time while I'm driving. Like, eyeliner? She, she refuses to do makeup until we leave, and she does all of it in the car on the way to where we need to go. And she brings, yeah, she brings the eyeliner on. I'm like, you are... Taking your life blind. in your own hands uh-huh. right here. Certainly, Wisconsin roads aren't great. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the thing. It has nothing to do with the traffic. Like, you hit a pothole. And you're blind. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Uh-uh. That scares me. <laughs> so. Oh, I have seen um, painting nails. Oh. Definitely seen that. Wow. We could almost go do a whole episode on this. We, we, we need to move on. But... Seriously, listeners, let us know what weird stuff you've seen or you've done outside of porn in the car. Mm-hmm. You want to get into, uh, do you have anything else? Anybody else have a pace lap or a neat car or anything before we jump into the the meat of this episode? I did only see one neat car, and it was just today, actually, as I was leaving the gym. I think, because there's a guy there that owns an M2, 2M, whatever, what, the, you know, one the new BMW, the, or the blue one with two doors. Isn't that a two, or is it a one? The 1M? One yeah. Yeah. One M. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... That wasn't there today, but there was an Alpina B7, which is a 7 Series BMW with where like everything <coughs> underneath is different, right? From the uh, the tuning house is Alpina. Yes. And so it's like Correct. more horsepower. I think they even changed the interior. Yes. It's basically mm-hmm. like an upcharged BMW 7 Series massive car. Really cool looking, but I don't know. That's the only neat car I saw, really. It's winter. Yeah, everyone's got the good ones covered up. It's weird that the one series would be his car that he doesn't drive in the winter, if it is in fact the same guy. I think he might own the gym. That's that's my theory, because that <laughs> blue BMW is there a lot. Yeah. Like I, in the way back corner of the lot. Mm. Hmm. Or he's just very protective of it. Well, as as well he should be. Right. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Anybody else? Are we gonna pop into this? I think we just get started. Alright, so. It's time. This is like a zombie episode. We're bringing cars back from the dead. 
Uh, Tristan was talking a lot of shit. Maybe he should go first. Or should he go last? I think we should build make him wait. Build right. a suspense up. All I right, think this was this was your idea or your stolen idea. My so segments are, my segments are normally shorter anyway. It was so, it was just my idea. So <laughs> let's so let's let's start, Andrew. Let, let's kick us off here. What car are you bringing back? I am going to bring back a car of great mystique. A car that definitely all three of us are very familiar with. Okay. I can almost guarantee we've all ridden in one, if not driven it, for sure. And it's a car that everyone knows, even if they don't know that they know it. You have I, my attention. I would bring back the fifth generation Pontiac Grand Am. Oh. The greatest college car of our generation. Yes. yes. Everybody went to college with one of those. Every single person. Yep. How many people came back from college Very with one? Very few. <laughs> Not important right now. <laughs> but come on, I mean, that that recognizable body style with, I mean, it's it's hard to describe. It's not, I mean, they're basically like body bulges on the bottom half of the car that run along the whole length and around the front. Almost like pontoons. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like <laughs> pontoons. And this all started because um, in the apartment we lived at before we, we bought the house, there was a guy who had one sitting in his driveway, a silver one. I mean, it looked pretty much from the outside mechanically or, you know, physically perfect. Like no rust, no anything. Wow. I know. <laughs> and it was a silver one. And I just drove, I I'd drive past it every day. And I still was like, you know what? Considering that, that the car was made from 99 to 05. So it's not that old, but it actually still looks pretty good considering and, you know, it's just like a, it, it was a compact car, front wheel drive, came in two and four doors and had three different engines. There were two four cylinders, a 2.2 and a 2.4. And the one that everyone, the one that I always saw was the 3400 one, the V6. Yes. yes. You know, or like some were badge like uh, HO for like the high output, yes. whatever it was. Uh-huh. Uh, and they had the, it had the hood, the hood scoops with the vents on the front. Yes. Like that was, that's the. Ram air. Yeah, definitely that. <laughs> Ram. Oh yeah. And some more badge with Ram air. That's yeah. right. On the, fr- yeah. Yep. On the front bumper. Yeah. 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 So that's the one. That's the body style I want to bring back. I loved, I loved that car and it came in a, just a fantastic green color. It did. Yes, exactly. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely the one I want to bring back. Originally had 170 horsepower in the V6 with 200 foot pounds of woo in the days before direct injection. You know what's so crazy about that? It still was only 7.7 to 60. That's not that's not awful. It's not awful. Cars have gotten powerful, but they've gotten heavier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, originally two four speed autos and a five speed manual, as well as you could get four wheel disc and ABS and traction control on the on the highest end. I assume they added that near like the end of the production run because I don't, I don't right. think track control is mainstream like that. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the body that I want to bring back because I think with just a little touch, like make the headlights. You know, they were kind of bubbly headlights as appropriate for the time. I think if you kind of made them flat to the fascia in the front mm-hmm. and made them just a tiny bit more angular, like stretched them out in the corners, I think you could really make that car look modern without changing too much else. Then obviously, since you're bringing it back, we have to assume that you're doing all like the modern safety features. At least that's what I picture. Sure, you know, so side curtain airbags and whatever else is required now. Uh, daytime running lights and all yep. this this ancillary BS. All but, the stuff that's a given. Yeah, you, you kind of have to do that. 
The problem with that car is the terrible interior. Do you guys remember the interior of that car? It was pretty cheap. It was cheap, definitely. It's not only cheap, it was dismal. It was it was very dismal. Yeah. And it had the GM late 90s uh, bubble in the middle of the where the CD player was. Yes. Because it, it was body shared with the Alero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it basically had like the same interior, those two cars. So that's really, I'd have to make the changes. The whole interior would have to be different. I love a smooth dash. I'm just picturing that car with like, a nice modern dash, a, a nice touchscreen in the middle for, you know, CarPlay and Android Auto, blah, 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 Bluetooth, all that, all that sundry crap. I would love to see a pattern for like cloth interior in that car. Like an Argyle or what are you thinking? I don't know, because that's, it's uh, plaid in the GTI and then isn't Porsche, don't they have like a specific stripe pattern? In their cloth? interior? Uh, there, there was like a, a special model, I think the Boxster, that has like a stripe, like right in the center of hmm. the seat. Yeah, I've definitely seen those seats. Yeah. I don't know. Is it too much to do like a Paisley in the center or something like oh, that? I love yes. a Paisley. That is far too much. <laughs> but I want it anyway. James May. <laughs> I Good love a Paisley. Lord. What's wrong with Paisley? Everything. Yeah. But there's both of you? There's yep. nothing right about this Paisley. Is, this is appalling. <laughs> Except perhaps on a tie. But that's the only acceptable place. Oh, God. Maybe socks? It's a coup. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> this is a democracy. <laughs> Fine. You've been outvoted. We'll have stripes. Maybe a flannel pattern, like a uh, black watch plaid. <laughs> black watch plaid. For those who don't know, that's dark blue and dark green. That's that plaid pattern. Color yeah. changed. I don't know. Something interesting, though, because... Well, that... so you can't have that plaid pattern if the exterior is, like, fire engine red, though. Mm, why not? Black you can watch get, plaid goes with everything. You can get the uh, <laughs> black, red, and white GTI check on the on any color on the greens. Yep, that looks really good. Looks really good, actually. <sighs> no, it does. And the configuration it's it, great. I, I have no problem with the plaid, but there's got to be color options, though. Definitely. Depending depending on what the exterior is going to be. Definitely options. Yeah. I'm just thinking of a way to spice that car up because the the interior was so appalling. Because uh, the one I have the the version of this car I have in my head is silver exterior. Gray interior. Oh, that's what I have in my head. Like, I mean, I love silver cars. I just bought another one, but it at least has a black interior. It's so bleak with the with gray. The silver and gray. Oh, oh, it's so bad. I'm dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there. We still got another forty some minutes to go. <laughs> Obviously, that's got. We just got to jazz you, it like, up. You keep talking about silver and gray cars. I certainly don't have that much time left. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, all that stuff. The other distinguishing feature about this car, it had a honeycomb plastic inside the rear lights. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted, I would leave that. It's such a distinctive feature of that car, but change the fixtures to LEDs. Uh, that's like maybe do progressive full light blinkers on the back. There you go. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I think if you're going to bring a car back, you have to bring back an engine with it. And that's kind of the... I was going to ask, like, you did a lot to the interior and you said to spice it up. You can do a lot of spicing on 170 horsepower. That's true. Definitely true. The issue is, you know, the purist would say just go straight GM crate engines. But, nah, it's not a GM product anymore. I'm bringing this back. I'm making this my It's own. an Andrew Tully product. That's right. So I think 
the EcoBoost 2 liter from Ford, which comes uh, as a crate motor. And uh, the stock or regular version is 252 horsepower, 270 foot pounds. There you go. If you get that and made it to a nice, tough six speed manual, I think that's going to be a really fun car. That I I like that. The EcoBoost is a good motor. Uh oh. Knowing, got knowing that there's always the non manual option. Yes. What would you choose? Well, here's the other thing. I think they Chevy does still make that 3400. I don't know what the new figures are for production horsepower, but I assume you could probably get, because it was 170 back in the late 90s. I would think that you could see maybe even 300 from that V6. Does that seem excessive to anybody? Because I mean, it might require force induction, but that's a good point. I, maybe it would. I have no problem with large horsepower figures. Well, I'm just thinking. <laughs> it, I mean, it's a V6 motor. I have to imagine this 170 was significantly detuned because this would have been the lower end version of the Aveo, and I think it was actually the platform shared with the Alero as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, the Alero, and what was the one above um, the Osmobile? Shoot, I forgot. I forgot what the the bigger version of the car was. Uh, I can't remember. It no, doesn't matter. Grand Prix? No, 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 no. The bigger version of the Oldsmobile. Anyways, uh, I would think you could probably, or at least see, you know, if you're looking at like 250 from the four, from the four cylinder, the EcoBoost four cylinder. I think you could definitely want you'd want to see at least 280 out of a V6, and I know that's achievable. Oh, sure. So, um, so that same, essentially that same platform with a hundred extra horsepower. Yeah. Roughly give or take. Yeah. And then, uh, I would, you know, driving my wife's car, it has a DCT in it. One of the Hyundai's new DCTs. And while it's not on the level of something like VW, it's actually really good. And it taught me how to shift my car better because while that engine is more detuned for additional torque, if you race through one to three, my zero to 60 times went down by almost half a second just because of how that, so that DCT taught me how to shift my car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think there are really good DCTs out there. Plus you do get that little like manual rollback. I mean, manual rollback and you get that depending on the exhaust choice, you get that doom between gears. <laughs> you do. Yeah, you do. Yep. It's fun. Yep. It's fun. So I, I think I bringing this car back, I think uh, I could offer a DCT. I didn't think of a name, though. But obviously, it would have to be something related to a race. Hmm. Monza's already taken. So. Monza's taken. <laughs> I don't know. N- Nürburgring is too much of a mouthful. <laughs> you can't just call it the ring. Can you call it the Nordschleife? <laughs> the Nordschleife. <laughs> it's not German. No. Hmm. Dakota. No, I don't know. I don't have a name. I, I didn't think of a name. I Suzuka. The Watkins. The Watkins. <laughs> the Glen. The Glen. <laughs> it's a pastoral place to sit. <laughs> and you can't call it the Sebring either. Damn it. They already used Daytona. Chrysler. Yeah. They're, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to get back to you on that one. I didn't think of what to name mine. Spoiler okay. alert. Right. So, well, never mind then. I don't yeah. feel that bad. Oh, right. But of course, exterior colors. It did have that fantastic green back in the day. So you have to bring something like that, but like a like a forest green, basically, yeah. is what it was. But have to bring back the classic silver. Everyone saw one of those. White. Everybody saw one of those. Yeah. Red. 
Red, a bright red, but not metallic. Just no. a plain red paint. Gloss red. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, I I really think that if you saw that car with just a few modifications, it would really look good right now. And it's such a different thing than what than everything that's on the market now. Like no flame surfacing at all. It's just the straight door and then these bulges that run all the way around the car. It's so bizarre. It is. It is, and all the component parts are going to be easy to come by because the fact that GM discontinued Pontiac as a whole. Yeah. They've, somebody is sitting on a billions of parts bins for, for and, that car. And that 3400 is still in production, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Well, not weirdly, for the Chevy vans. Right. So, uh, you know, parts are plentiful, definitely. Not a bad tr- I, I'm surprised that you went economical with this. I couldn't resist, honestly. And I, I shouldn't be, given like all of these, you know, dream cars and everything else that we've done where we just kind of making our own shit up. Like you've done this every time, so I shouldn't be, but I'm always like, huh, he went with a car that costs like 20 grand. Do you know what it was what it cost when it was new? Oh shoot. Uh, no, I didn't. I forgot to look that up too. That's my bad. Um I, I don't know. I there's just something about that car that even when I see it on the road now, if it's in decent condition, I just think like it's it's so radically different from all the car design, which I've complained about all becoming the same. Like n- we can no longer tell who's copying who, who started what trend. It's getting so hard because everyone's just following, but they don't know who they're following. And then there's this car just like, boom, whoa, it didn't look like anything at the time. And it still doesn't. Right. If I was going to revive a Pontiac, I would probably have brought back that last G8 that the, they had right before they got the right Holden. Before. Yeah. yeah the, the, uh, the, the Commodore. The SS. Well, but in with the Pontiac aero trim, it, it looks, did look really it good. Looked, Everything's super angular. Yeah, it yeah, looked badass. G8. Honestly, Pontiac, just in their last, I mean, really last decade, had a bunch of cars that would be worth bringing, bringing back. back. Yeah. And then they died. They got Very killed. sad. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking for this episode, I'm like, hmm, should I do the G8? The G8 passed through my mind as well. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. Yep, I uh, didn't even think of it because of the SS continuing, uh, what was that, just ended last year, two years ago? I think it was last year. I think it was 2017 that they stopped with that. So, I mean, it still count. Yeah. Because they're not making sure. it anymore. Um, but I decided against the G8 because I wanted to go, like, because this was inspired by Aston Martin, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking a little more high-end. Actually, I was thinking, like, super high-end. Veyron, huh? No. God, <laughs> Lord, no. McLaren F1. Nope. Ooh. Ooh that would have been good. That would have been a good one, but no. <laughs> I already put that in the Dream Car episode. Wanted to change it up a bit. Fair. Um, so my car that I want to bring back was produced from 2000 to 2007. Hmm. Um, it was much, much more expensive than andrew's car would have been and it also wasn't produced like a mass production like a car that everybody would necessarily know okay so what ferrari is it nope um <laughs> i wouldn't know <laughs> it is, yeah tristan we went through that already tristan wouldn't know they're still making cars uh, yeah, who's ferrari, that again, who's who's that again? <laughs> something about a horse like no it's the bull right <laughs> um no my my car that i want to resurrect is the Celine S7. Wow. That's a deep cut. Oh, yeah. Deep yes. cut. Oh, man. How did I not think of that? Of so, course. So for those of you who don't know, um, Celine 
is a company was founded in 1983. It's based out of Southern California, American company, and they produce specialty sports cars, but they're like based on existing platforms. They right. partner with manufacturers. For instance, their current offering, if you want to go to Celine and buy a vehicle, they have the S302, which is based off of a Ford Mustang. Say, if you right. couldn't tell by the 302, they have an S620, which is based off of the Camaro. Oh, really? They have an S570, which is based off of the Challenger. So they hit all the big three from Detroit. I didn't know that. Here's here's the one that threw me for a loop. Current offering, they have what's called a GTX, which is based off of a Tesla Model S. Wow. Celine has hot-rodded a Tesla Model S, still wow. all electric. That's deeply impressive. That they that What I mean, Celine adapting to the electric trend to that degree. Because when... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Celine at least used to go almost entirely all out. So brand new body kits, brand new wheels, yes. tunes, exhaust. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, they did everything. Like it, it resembles a Mustang or a Camaro, but like it was all different. Yeah, on the like under the skin, um, and even yeah, like you said, aero bits and those types of things. So that's what their current offering is, and that's what 99 of what they do. They take a already produced road car and they just soup the shit out of it. What made the S7 special was that that was 100% designed, produced, built by Celine. It wasn't based on anything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't based on any existing road car. Um, so all handmade, I couldn't find, a, like an, they never released like a count of how many they produced. Um, the best I could find, like, and when I say the best I could find, like on different forums and posts like the most common number that came up was just north of a hundred in seven years wow so um from 2005 to 2007 they were twin turboed but from 2000 to 2004 they were normally aspirated um they produced 21 of the twin turbo editions so let's go through some specs here <laughs> this on this 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 is a beast and if you don't know what this thing looks like folks if you've watched bruce almighty the silver, that's a weird. The, right. No, seriously, the silver sports car that he drives for a good portion of that movie is a Celine S Seven. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so this thing super light. So they used aluminum honeycomb composite, lightweight steel, um, which helped lead to a twenty eight hundred and sixty five pound curb weight. It, the normally aspirated version, had five hundred and fifty horsepower. Wow. If you went to the twin turbo from 2005 to 2007, you got bumped up to 750 horsepower. And they well, also... One horse, 100 horsepower per turbo. <laughs> and, and, and if that wasn't enough, there was a performance pack you could tack onto that that got you to 1,000 horsepower. All right. um, in a car that weighs a napkin. Basically. <laughs> it's it, 0 to 60 in 3.3. Mm -hmm. Zero to one hundred and seven point one. Yikes! That's deeply impressive. <laughs> yeah. Standing quarter mile, standing from dead stop quarter mile eleven point three five seconds under twelve second quarter. Let me take my teeth out to be impressed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> top speed. This is why we need to video record these sessions. So <laughs> what you just did is evidence enough. All right. T top speed. On the normally aspirated version from 2000 to 2004 was 220 miles an hour. The twin turbo oh. version, the twin turbo version, 248. How was that not, sorry, in what, so that would be like 06, 07 when they made that? Right. How was that not the record holder then? 
I think it might have been oh, until well, the well, when it was the Veyron. Well, I don't know. I was thinking production numbers actually, because oh. I think there is a minimum production, right? There is. Yeah, and I think it's too low. I think it's going to be that's going to be hand built hobbyist. Level. Yeah, because the yeah. um yes, because the Venom never qualifies. Yeah. They don't make right. enough. Yep. So, okay, so they. We have our answer. There you go. That's why it wasn't the official record holder for top speed on a road legal car. Mm-hmm. Um, Production car, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, cost, because it was handmade and all this cool stuff, roughly half a mil. It's less than I thought, right? Yeah, $500,000 car. <laughs> to go nearly 250 miles an hour. <laughs> it was a mid-rear engine configuration, so there was actually a trunk in the front and the back. It had yeah, two trunks. Front trunk. Um, they actually moved the driver's seat. It wasn't full center seat like the McLaren was, but they did move it towards the center a mm-hmm. little bit. It was an asymmetrical interior for weight distribution. Um, it came with, it own, with its own custom luggage to fit in those two goofy trunks. Oh, that's when you know you're getting... That's like, right. The so they, the hand so it wasn't oh, just yeah. performance here. Like it was, they wanted some sort of luxury with it too, like your own custom luggage. It had leather interior with um, aluminum trim. It came with an LCD screen, a backup camera, but also, so you could feel like a race car driver, quick release steering wheel. It had a backup camera. It had a backup camera on it. Wow. Yes. This thing was awesome. And you mentioned the Venom. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was the thir- only the third U.S. produced mid or rear engine supercar after right. the two Venoms. Yep. Um, at 160 miles an hour, it makes its own weight and downforce. So you can technically, <laughs> at 160, drive it upside drive down. Drive it upside down, yeah. Um, <laughs> it just well, it's always so fun. <laughs> just, just a crazy car, right? Yeah. Just an amazing car. And um, so, the, I mean, you can kind of see why I want to bring it back. Well, yeah. But the reason, like, this is a driver's car. Like, that's why I want to bring... This is like driver's Nirvana type car. High horsepower, rear-wheel drive, mid-rear engine, manual, and not blip-shift manual. This was heel-toe, three-pedal, row-your-own, six-speed. So just... This is a pure 100% driver's car. The one thing, honestly, I I wouldn't... Besides the ancillary stuff, like you mentioned, the the airbags and all those types of things. Yeah, gotta have it. Gotta have it. Um... I would want to lower the cost on this somehow. So instead of doing handmade, I would try to get this into mass production. With a... You know, purchasing the molds, you know... Well, the, no, so with like a carbon fiber body or would you want to go with a heavier like metal or aluminum fab? It, it would have to go... It would probably be aluminum. It, I don't think I can go carbon fiber if I want to keep the cost down. No, then you're still looking at Koenigsegg. Or wait, uh... McLaren might have kind of cracked that one. I think they're now have they mass cracked that producing, code? you know, a carbon fiber shell or at least majority carbon fiber shell. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like the driver compartment is all carbon fiber and then the front subframe and rear subframe are like lightweight aluminum. Yes, yes, that kind that's of thing. what it is. Light, yeah. Lightweight aluminum fiberglass, something yep. like that, that, you know, still Car- lightweight. <laughs> that's Car- carbotanium. You got to go with fiberglass. Uh, it might be Corvette a Corvette homage. Yeah. It might be, it's super lightweight, but not super expensive. Yeah, that's fa- what you gotta do. Oh, that's it. The, the fact that... <laughs> I I'm pre- sold now. I appreciate your approval. The fact that it's not, you know, if we can, you know, buy all the tooling like the guy did, some mystery buyer did with the Astons, and get molds, get the machinery, where it's not going to be just handmade, you can actually just kind of start stamping these things out, mm-hmm. can kind of drive that cost down. The question um, would be if they're handmade... Now, is it going to... Does dr- that even exist? Right. 
that's another we're thing. We're assuming it does. We're assuming it's... There's got to be plans for it somewhere. Yeah. They were still made in a factory. You're not like... It well, wasn't... Then again, Koenigsegg, to go back to them, while they do have, yes, a factory, the hand It's more of an is, assembly space. And literally, like, yeah. pressing layers of carbon fiber together and yeah. stuff. I don't think Celine was doing that, but... Well, look, Celine is still in existence, so I'm sure... All of the specs, all of the blueprints, everything is still on file somewhere. I can talk to somebody there yeah. and figure out what went on. <laughs> I wonder if... And we can we can figure out how to make this thing more of a mass product. Now, when I say I'm lowering the cost, this is not going to be like your grand amp. Of course this is not. Good. This is still probably going to be in the six figures, but mm. I want to take it from half a million, maybe down to the 150 range, Ooh, 200 range. I was thinking maybe 300. I was thinking 300. 300, 350 if you're lucky. But let's hear the rest of the specs. He yeah. may have some interesting engine applications. Not a whole I, I like a lot of horsepower. You know me. So the twin turbo is still a thing. Um, honestly, I, I, w I would do away with the custom luggage. Like, you don't need custom luggage. This guy wants to get rid of the custom luggage. <laughs> like I said, this is a driver's car. It's got a quick-release steering wheel. This is going to be a track day thing at best. Why do you need custom luggage? That's fair. Like, Put your helmet in. Ah, he's got you there. Passenger seat. How big is, wait, <laughs> is there one? You can, Yeah. So the driver's seat was off-center. I just I didn't know if there... It's probably small. It's a, Yeah, it's, is it's it big size? enough to hold that. Go. We've got a helmet in this room. And if you can hold a helmet, you can hold a child, so... Right. And at least one or two grocery bags. Logical leap. Entertain and terrify your offspring. <laughs> exactly. I see you terrify. That was, NS7 was one of the only cars that genuinely scared me one time. Huh? Yeah. I was driving and I got passed by You've one. You've seen one? Yeah. I've oh seen one God. in person. I've, I've seen, seen one in real life. Two. What the hell? I've, I've seen, seen one in person. One yellow one, one silver one. Um, oh. And the silver one, well, I believe, was unmodified. So it was loud, but yeah. Uh, the yellow one was heavily modified. Might have been the performance package one. I don't know. Maybe. But I got blown past by one of those on the freeway, and it was earth-shatteringly loud. It'd be loud. It is so loud. Like race car loud? Yeah. yeah. And I, like, didn't... Like the Cadillac DPI, like, because, GM roar And I didn't loud. see it coming, obviously, because I wasn't looking behind me for a second and a half. And so you don't it, need to spend a lot of time on the stereo. Right. Yeah. And then it just blew past me, and I jumped. I thought I was going to crash my own car because yeah. I, I was an explosion had happened next to me as far as I knew. Yeah. It was genuinely terrifying. I didn't see one running. The one I saw. So um, one parked. The silver one parked. The one yeah. I saw. Um, I was out visiting my grandparents in Arizona and they don't live on a golf course, but they live across the street. <laughs> golf course adjacent. Golf course adjacent. <laughs> and one of the things, and because I was small at the time, well, couldn't drive myself. Mm -hmm. anywhere but you know 12 13 whatever it was one of the things that um my my mom and my grandma liked to do was like there's always open houses like on the golf course and there's mega million dollar mansions so like let's take some time and just kind of roll through sure and you know see how the other half lives right <laughs> that's so that's what i would do yeah so, yeah, so I, I tagged along a couple times and next door to the open house we were going into out in the driveway was a candy apple red Ooh. with black interior wow. Celine S7 in the driveway. Why are you keeping that in your driveway? Yeah, I didn't even have it. Like, yeah, what's, what's like in the, the garage? Sun, the, exactly. If you're keeping that in the driveway for the sun to roast it. What's in the garage? <laughs> what's in the garage? Like, and I was smitten. I was smitten. I've never even seen one Gorgeous car. Go it, it, 
The front end was almost McLaren F1-ish, but mm-hmm. it had a long tail. It didn't get cut off short. Yeah. It, they do look vaguely similar. I, I from think the front, from they the look... Fronts, but, but when you see it on the side and you see the side profile, it almost kind of slopes up at yeah. the end. That t- oh, just gorgeous car. So that's my pick. That's my resurrected car. That is a car. good pick. Well, see, now here's what, here's what I think you should do. You should go over to Dodge and get the Hellcat engines. That's what you need. Okay. <laughs> Keep the cost somewhat lower. I mean, what, are they supercharged? Instead yeah, they're of... supercharged. I don't know if they make those as like a crate. Like They a... do. Oh, they do. Really? Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. Hmm. You're onto something. That's what you need. Which is why they're putting it in everything. Yes. They'll put it in a track hawk and whatever else. Like mm-hmm. They have brought out, they've brought them out as crate motors. Yeah. You're, you're onto something. That's what you need. I, that might be, yeah. I'll, I'll consider it. <laughs> let me let me figure out how to make an S7 first. Right. I got to go to Celine's headquarters and figure out how we're going to do this. And no, I don't know what I'm going to name it. Ah, yeah, I should have thought of that. Oh, well. I, I, the N7. The, the, the N7. Actually, if you could co-op the branding from Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. Man. The Nick 7, but it looks like that. Thank you. I, I got the Phil N. Phil reference. <laughs> um, okay, what Audi do you have for us tonight, Tristan? No, I, w- right, Tristan. I want you guys to lodge official guesses. So I think oh. you're going to be just brain melted. I really do. Do we get any hints at all? I can tell you. Tell us a decade at least. Uh, 90s starting. Like early the, 90s. If it goes into the early 2000s, I believe. The one I'm thinking of is specifically 90s, but I believe they continued into then. Hmm. 90 to... Let's see. 2001 is the one they ended. 90 to 2001. Um, Play 20 questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to come up with a guess without asking another question. I don't know. Did Jeep make a Wagoneer during that period? What else would he make? <laughs> yeah, so it's either going to be Jeep, a Audi, or Subaru. A hatchback WRX? Was it 90 to 2000? I think they stopped making them later than 2001, though. Right. They did. They stopped making them way later than that. Hmm. Like I hadn't started making them 90 yet. to 2001. I almost want to say like some some sort of like fair lady, some like some sort of like car. like a Nissan or a Nick's close. Yeah. All right, what is it? Tell us. The last generation Honda Prelude. Oh my! What? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Give me a second to pick my job off the floor. <laughs> I did almost die. So, here's the why behind this. I think there has been a ridiculous obsession, yet failure to meet the demands of the people who want these cars for small, sporty cars. So, um, remind me again, the Prelude was a smaller two-door, right? Yes, it was a two-door, long-hood Honda product. Yeah. Um, And the... Trim the JDM trim broke the 200 horsepower barriers like 210, sure. 217, something like that. Um, in America, they hovered just under 200 until the last revision when I think they got to 205. Um, just a regular four cylinder, um, it did have a four speed automatic or a five speed manual. Um, front front because it's a Honda product, mm-hmm. not gonna get any rear wheel drive out of them, of course. Um, despite all our best efforts, yep. so front front. <laughs> Four-cylinder, um, 
And to me, I feel like they're kind of the overlooked historical, like, kids car that Honda made. I don't disagree with that. Um, like, the Civic was always a big deal, especially things like the CRX. Yes. Things like that. Um, and the, um, what's the, what was the uh, hardtop one? The uh, Del Sol. Yes, the, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the Del Sol, which, which oddly enough for Honda products was, like, they're always the rustiest cars I've ever seen. I don't think they were made well. <laughs> no, they were clearly not. Um, but yeah, so it was always like the Del Sol, the Civic, you know, especially SI Civics, the yes. CRX Civics, always a huge deal. But I think the Prelude was, I think it, it still looks good. I saw one the other day. And I was like, okay, yes, 90s, but not bad 90s. I totally agree. And I think that is very much deserving of a re, you know, bring it back from the dead and refresh it. There's something like weirdly NSX-ish about yes, the way it Yes, it's like looks. a little, it's like a little NSX coupe. Yeah. You know, like not It's like a, the NSX's little cousin. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah, of. Yeah. It was that same angular design, mm-hmm. um, you know, big flat creases in the panels, stuff like that. And some of the interior options that were out there were bonkers. Really? They have this like, and I don't know if it, I don't know if it's JDM only, if they was option in the U.S. But I'm just looking at pictures of them, and they're not modified. Like this is like picture of a 1997 Prelude. They had Paisley, didn't they? No, but they had like this ridiculously <laughs> lustrous red leather. What? Like, oh, it was awesome. Sort of like, um, well, my the first car I ever remember is my mom's old Oldsmobile that had red, red leather. Like, it was like this was like like oxblood shoe leather, like yeah. like red, yeah, like oh, so good. That's nice. And so like so and nice like bucket bolstered. Like almost racing seats, but not quite. They were they they seemed in the car very large and luxurious, but also like they would hold you mm-hmm. during a turn. <laughs> yeah, to be cuddled. <laughs> exactly. They'll, they'll, I need cuddles. <laughs> they'll they'll cuddle you. So that's my vote because based on, in my opinion, the rather dismal exterior and interior looks of things like the FRS, mm-hmm. Hyundai decided that they were just done with the Genesis. Yeah, the, the the coupe version, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, and Subaru made a slightly better looking exterior for that same car, but it's very oh, yeah, the, it's whatever difficult. The BR, yeah. yeah, the BRZ and the FRS and the GT eighty six in Europe and everywhere else, same car. Modest cosmetic changes on the outside, and the inside was the cheapest garbage. It really was, and I feel like with Honda being Honda. They can put together an exciting car, you know, maybe without all the bells and whistles of like, you know, a Type R, but similar to what you're looking at in like a SI Civic in a two-door long hood. And I would even keep the kind of very distinctly front-mounted headlights. Yeah. Um, a lot of cars nowadays, they kind of have them where they like kind of eyebrow up around the outside. I think that's, I think that's part of a requirement, but whatever. I would have them do that as little as possible and, in fact, have them come up over the hood just slightly because you can see that in the original one. They kind of curl up a sure. little bit, mm-hmm. and then the hood latch is actually just slightly further back. Mm-hmm. And I I love that. I think that's what is most... Sort of like what, sorry, sort of like what Audi's doing with their newest version of cars. There's like 
more front and then the hood is kind of behind it. Yeah, it doesn't go all the way like on a lot of cars it, the hood goes all the way to like where it bends over the front of the car. Yeah. Right. And this is it steps that back a little bit. But I've seen a couple of them over the past few year over the past few weeks. I'm like, these consistently look good and I think they deserve to come back. And I think Honda can do it well. Yeah. But this is gonna be you, not Honda. I don't know. I don't think we specified <laughs> that. That's true. I guess, we didn't. But I guess you know, for mine, it was in my mind. The question was, what should the manufacturer bring back? Sure. And I think that they can do, as with this one, even in the '90s, a high quality interior for not very much cost. You know, significantly solid power output, even in the '90s, that four-cylinder was putting out over 200. Mm-hmm. And you know, nice, smooth manual. Um, I think it's something that deserves a comeback. It is a really good looking. The car. only thing that I would change is the exterior colors. Okay. Honda never. Honda never gives you choices. No. It, it, I think if they come in like black, silver, and then the one I would keep is like a deep, deep royal blue was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all sorts of other than that. Well, you uh, like silver cars? Yeah. I mean, I, I keep silver. I keep the royal blue. Scrap it. Otherwise, yeah, we just need. More well, you need to give them more options. Though. I'm saying, Definitely. but like, I'm mean, saying, like, scrap the ones that they had. So I would add things like mica black. Like a dark orange, um, Ooh. one of the coolest ones I've ever seen, um, color wise was Audi made it for a while. It was like, it's like black lava mica. Mm-hmm. So it was hmm. black, and the mica flecks were red. Ooh. So in that the right, cool. so in the right sunlight, you get like a red bounce off of it. Yeah. But the color was definitely black. That's awesome. You know, something like that would be <laughs> exciting and neat. Um, but I think yes, I, I think put it in a bunch of exciting exterior colors put together a solid interior i mean honda puts together solidly looking good looking interiors for sure they're not you know revolutionary but they're solid and put a fun four liter and a five or six speed manual mm-hmm. and four liter or four cylinder four cylinder okay I um, thought that's what you meant <laughs> yeah um four liter would be huge a lot of engine for that car <laughs> although that could be fun you four could liter do it. v6 in that, i'll bet you could probably fit a four liter v6 in that car transverse oh yeah if you're lucky yeah that'd be the sport pack yeah right yeah leave, I, a, leave a lot of room in the engine bay for ls swaps down LS swaps. <laughs> may i su- may i suggest one other modification absolutely just because of the 90s nostalgia pop-up headlights Oh. <laughs> maybe but they never had them yeah that's, see, that's the thing that would be an improvement original pop-up headlights i wonder i wonder if you could even make pop-up headlights meet dot requirements anymore or if or if they just don't like if they yeah. if it's impossible now yeah because they're so curious. mechanically unreliable <laughs> yeah no but like i said i i really think that the honda prelude during its own time was undersold by honda and mostly ignored and i don't think that that's right now that being said i've only i'm only going by looks and specifications have i ever driven one no but <laughs> so, you know yeah it could have been a pile of get. trash you know, to drive. right exactly but that's always something that you can make that improvement i feel like with honda you pretty much know you know what be, you're gonna get it's gonna you be know what you're gonna get it's gonna be Pretty good. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Pretty Basically, right. that's, you know, you know, anyway, no matter how you slice it. But so that's, that's my, my request of all is weird, but it's because of this aching hole that the BRZ and the departed Genesis Coupe leave. 
And I think that there's space for a long hooded sports coupe in a reasonable price range again. That's not a you've heard Mustang of an, or Camaro or an yeah. AMG in a reasonable price <laughs> yeah, range. No, no, no. You're not touching one of those for less than a hundred thousand. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I haven't mentioned this to you guys. I have a sneaking suspicion that somewhere near where I live, there's a secret NSX. I've really? seen NSX headlights way down, I mean, or taillights way down the road a couple times when I've gone home at night. And I think I think the guy might drive it at night. I, they're so recognizable. Like r- revived version or original? No, no, no. Original. Ooh. You cannot mistake those taillights for anything. Nope. That's I awesome. I swear that's what I'm seeing. I you think need to go a, on the it's hunt. It's like an urban back. legend. I know. I think there's a secret NSX in Waukesha. I need to find it. Yeah, you should find <laughs> it and report back. I'm interesting timing by Tristan for his one surprise of the entire year before he goes back to Audi and Jeep. <laughs> one, so that's wow, that's, that's harsh. That's and a I lot. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. He's really flipped over a new leaf with this engine tuning thing. Yeah, he detuned the Subaru. Go back onto that again. <laughs> he, he tuned the Subaru. He's bringing back a Honda from the dead. He's a changed man. Wow. Sometimes He's looking at houses. <laughs> Anybody who listens to us who's a realtor, stop sending me houses. They know. They feel it. Feel My realtor office. is one of our most loyal listeners, I know. too. You met her. Which is you great. You met her at Road and America. she's a lovely person. <laughs> Don't send me houses yet. Bonnie, send him all the houses. Inbox the Check Engine Podcast. All the houses, I'm just going to turn that off on my phone now, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's good. That's that's good stuff. I think I, mine's the best. How am I the only person who hasn't seen a Saline S7 in person? S7 in person? Yeah, saline, I think, is like the solution you put in your eyes, yeah, isn't it? I don't like saline. It sounds That's how it's cool. pronounced, man. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Say saline? Continue to say saline? <laughs> just out know. of spite? Just go ahead and I do it. I have no opinion either way. <laughs> I just don't understand how I'm the only one to have not... Did you see two in the state of Wisconsin, Tristan? Oh, God, no. Okay, no. okay, all right. At first, I was I've like, seen none of, I've seen none of them here. Okay. I saw one in Florida... And one in California. And I saw one in Arizona. So I can't imagine there's one in this state if they produced a hundred, maybe. You never know. Maybe maybe John Menard has got one sitting in a garage somewhere. (laughs) Could be. Or the who owns ABC Supply. Why are you asking me that? (laughs) Well, whatever whatever her name is, is. she's worth seven billion dollars. Like yeah, like richest woman in the country. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So maybe she's got one stashed away. You don't know. I'm, you don't just, know. I'm just a little jealous. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised all the times we've been to Road America, we haven't seen one there. Like someone could brought it up from Chicago. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like even because the thing is, even the um, specialty parking paddock at Road America is still on grass, you know? Yeah. And someone parked a 918 on it. That's a really good point, actually. <laughs> a and million dollar Porsche 918. <laughs> on the floody end, too. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know, but... <laughs> yeah. Also didn't move it after they found out. <laughs> uh, that's when you know you got too much money. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, I like this. This is a good episode. I yeah, like this episode. Um, Anyone have any quick hitters? Other cars that they'd want to bring back? Yeah, you said you had an ancillary. Like, you don't need to get any details. Just, like, a quick fire... Um. Yeah, the it was the fifth that I was going to fall back on the G8. So was I. Really? Yeah. Everyone's yeah. saying the G8. Yep. 
I just never even considered that. But did um, you have a backup? Yeah, and weirdly, it's also a Pontiac. But um, <laughs> wow, the Aztec Pontiac needs to come back from the dead. No, apparently. no, no, the, um, the Montana. No, <laughs> stop yourself. Um, the Pontiac slash Saturn, uh, that little. Yes. Uh, I just totally the name just totally Sunfire? escaped me. No, 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 no. Um, oh my god, the uh, sorry, the Pontiac was the Solstice. Yes, the oh, the little two seater sports car. Yes, 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 yes. Saturn, yes. I don't remember though. Was it like a sky? I think it was the sky. Yes, yeah, it was the sky. Yes, it was that. Yep. Yeah, Dumb name. Was the a great sky. car. Just a little uh, two seater roadster. I mean, I like the Saturn one more. Honestly, in terms of looks, yeah, yeah. Yep. But I feel like I just feel like Pontiac was at this moment where they were about to be great, and yes. then they died, and then they got killed. <laughs> It's just, it's Sad. such a bummer. What if we just bring back Pontiac? I think they should, as a performance line. Like, it was ac- yeah. actually when when GM was killing stuff off, there was a rumor that Roger Penske himself was going to buy Saturn I, and keep producing them. You know what's so funny about that? My mom was shopping for cars at the time when Saturn was closed, and she, one of the cars she was looking at was a Saturn, and the sales guy was, I hated him, but um, he was just We like, already did that episode. Yeah, stop. <laughs> it was like, ugh. Don't worry about it. We're going to get bought by Penske. And then he was out of a job like the next week. So, you know, I won. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember when that was a thing. That was a rumor for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on that. <laughs> yeah, on me winning. And on Andrew's victory. <laughs> we can put together a non-marathon episode. Where yeah. Are we? Where are we? Just about an hour. We're oh, at an hour. Boom. We can tie it. We can tie this up uh, with thank yous. Yeah, um, I guess I have to thank Pontiac, right? Damn it, you stole my thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because (laughs) you were gone too soon. Yeah, that's it. In memoriam of Pontiac. Rip. Rip Mm -hmm. Pontiac. Tristan? I'm going to have to thank the Wikipedia sources section of any page. Because then you can go to the original information and find a whole bunch more from there. Yes. cheap way to do research definitely but it works for the most part although it, your professor will yell at you they will luckily source. we're not college <laughs> i still have people say that to me today i know idiots um i would like to thank uh youtube be- because i was unsure on how to pronounce celine oh god so i went to youtube and found a, a shop tour um, and in the first 30 you know 6 seconds yeah, we're going to take you behind the scenes at Celine. Got it. And I wrote the pronunciation down here on my sheet, and I was good to go. Celine. This guy pretending like he knew how to pr- how to pronounce Celine. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, YouTube, for providing me quick access to how to learn how to pronounce something. And Pronunciation uh, manual. Look it up. <laughs> don't look it up. And <laughs> don't look that up. And as always... Thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Um, Even if we suck, you guys are always awesome for giving us your support, which we, um, you know, cannot say thank you enough. We're going to sound like a broken record, but every every single like, every single comment, every single share, every single, you know, number on the anchor page for who tunes in, where the listens are, uh, means a lot to us. So um, let us know what you think. Let us know which car you would want to resurrect. Let's get those comments going too. You got a lot of ho- a lot of homework after this episode. Yeah. Weird driving 
um, activities and which car would you bring back from the dead? So find us on all the socials. Um, you know, send us a message or post on our wall on Facebook. Tweet at us. We're on Twitter at Check Engine Pod. Um, if you have a picture of a car you'd bring back, send you know, hit us up on Instagram at Check Engine Pod. Um, if you're really into what we're doing, um, we do have support pages. We have one on Anchor. FM, and we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash check engine podcast. Everything that goes in comes out with better content for you, whether it be through new equipment or new trips that we can report on or anything like that. So um, we thank you in advance. Give us some reviews, Facebook, iTunes reviews, um, wherever you can actually post a review and a comment. Please do so. Um, let us know how we're doing. And um, with that, It's time to let you go until next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We can't wait to talk to you again. Take care. Bye. Bye.